Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Kaylin Patterson, P4P Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house, and we are live and in living color. I say we because Dad will be joining me soon. But first, this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are looking for a drug-free sponsorship and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Check us out at P4PMuscle.com, and now let's talk. Hey, everybody, I know it's been kind of crazy lately, but we've been having a great time doing everything. Lots of shows this, this month. The month is almost over. August is almost over. My goodness, that is just insane. And then the fact that, you know, summer's going with it. Where did all those days go? <laughs> I just don't even know right now. But anyway. We've had all kinds of insanity, but now we get to finally catch our breath, get caught up. We've been doing updates, and so far, Des has been doing a great job with that. We've also been able to do a lot of uh, brainstorming about, you know, things in the future and basically dealing with all your questions that you have for everything that's basically natural bodybuilding. And we also have the opportunity to talk with some of the guests that have been winning at these recent shows, one of them is uh, Matt McClure, and he'll be joining us uh, pretty soon. We just need to make sure that we have a clear connection with you guys as well as with our guests, and then we'll get this show started. Prior to that, you know, there's been a lot of things that happened away from the the stage, and we've been basically trying to deal with outside uh, influences, people, and one of the things that we got from our last show was a very last-minute message about uh, one of the people that is what was considered a reliable source for uh, nutrition and health. And it turns out he was uh, pretty much a charlatan and not really doing everything he said. And, you know, I, I appreciate you guys bringing that to our attention. There are people, with, we would call them snakes in the grass, uh, you know, basically hiding out amongst the people that can be trusted, and they do slip through the cracks. And, you know, I appreciate you guys bringing that to our attention. Uh, I alerted Desiree as soon as I got information about it. Um, you know, it turns out that, yes, it, it's, it's a factual uh, account of an accusation. Uh, lots of people coming forward now, and sadly, you know, this person used their uh, position of authority and abused it. I mean, it, it, it's not right. It did happen, but, hey, you know, thanks for bringing it to our attention. We're not going to sit there and try to sugarcoat it and say, you know, everything's all right. It's not. Um, nobody likes situations like that. I definitely don't, considering, you know, the abuse that happens, the breach of trust, and all the other things. So, you know, it, it, these things are terrible when they happen, but they do happen, and, and nobody – Nobody likes it. I mean, it's just not a fun time, not a happy time. Uh, Des, are you with us? I am. I am. I'm not quite sure what we're talking about, but I am finally here. Hi, guys. Hey. hey uh, uh, Matt's still calling in, so we, we're still waiting on him. But I was talking about the, the message I had sent you about the fella who had uh, basically a, a coach and has been – harassing women, uh, trying to do uh, all the bad things that we talked about on Tuesday's show. And this guy is like the, uh, I don't know, the, the banner holder for ignorance when it comes to, uh, you know, trying to get the women to do what he wants and not really help them mentally or physically. And, it, it, it you know, it sucks that, you know, it did come down that way, but thank goodness that uh, someone was nice enough to, you know, stand up and call him out. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's one of those things. Hey, oh, Matt McClure is on the Just line with here. us. Hey, guys. There we go. Hey, Matt, right, what's man. up? Good. How about you? All right. Yeah, it's me and Dad. And, and everybody else out there in listener land, if we could, if you could turn the volume up on your phone so we could hear you a little clearer possibly. That would be awesome. Did he hear you? 
I don't know. Did we lose it? Matt, nope, you there? I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, while, oh, while, oh, uh, while, <laughs> why don't you go oh, ahead and set up the show tonight right. for our He's guest, Taylor? <laughs> No, oh, he's so handsome, fella. You are a handsome fella. Yes, you are. Now, can I do the show, buddy? <laughs> oh, you have Odin helping you out over there, do you? <laughs> yes. He heard your voice, and he's coming in to check out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Odin. And now that we have our little furry <laughs> friend with us tonight, why don't you go ahead and set up the uh, the show for us tonight? You've talked a little bit about our guests, but go ahead and uh, lay it out there. Yes, um, I I uh, met our guests some years back. Yeah, you know we we were both like really elated to be at a great show. It was the Shack Town Showdown, and uh, great show, great format. I was really having a great time. Um, there was a lot of energy there, and you know a lot of good people from the area. Just a lot of uh, positive energy, and and then that's what you always want for a show, especially a natural show. Because, you know, you have everybody showing their best. They should be feeling their best as well. So we didn't have uh, a lot of the issues plaguing the natural side of the sport, you know, with people getting getting poor diet, uh, basically in it for the wrong reason, or, or doing something that was would uh, take away from themselves or the show. And we were, you know, just talking and chatting up. And it, we had a lot of great days at that show. I mean, there was a lot of people that are well-known in the industry now, and uh, it was just really something to behold. But anyway, we were really just happy for it and, and talking, and, and, and it just became a developed a friendship. It's one of those that's like almost instant bromance, just uh, enjoying each other's company and uh, had a lot of fun. And we talked about what it would be like to, uh, you know, if we, if we could win and, and you know, just it's it just one of those things that just kept on going and going and, and then he got to struggling and, and he said, well, you know, I'm not going to give up. It wasn't a, a bucket list thing. And he finally had his opportunity to step on that stage and do the amazing. And he did look phenomenal at the show. Des, you were there, so, you know, you could speak on it as well yep. afterwards. But Matt? Please introduce yourself to the people that don't know you. I'd be surprised at who it was. I don't think they've raised their hand. But anyway, introduce yourself to the, the P4P Real Talk community, and let's get this show started. Well, first of all, Kalen, thank you for reaching out to me. To be honest, this was a surprise today, so I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to talk to you guys and to the P4P crowd. Um, again, like I said, my name is Matthew McClure. I have competed in natural bodybuilding organizations for six years. Um, I came from a collegiate tennis background where I basically grew up playing tennis. I did not lift weights at all. Um, Played college tennis at Drake University and then uh, ended up, when I was 25, 26, started hitting the gym and and then I started competing when I was 29. And, um, I think the first show I did was uh, was uh, ABA Illinois, um, which then became the, the Chi-Town Showdown that I've competed at, I believe, now for four years. Um, but, yeah, the first three years, I, I dabbled in just the bodybuilding class. And then the last three years, I switched over into uh, men's physique and classic physique to uh, test the waters with that. And I've probably done probably gosh, eight or nine shows over those six years, um, but was really intensive this year with trying to get my goal of, of getting that pro card that had been elusive to me uh, in the past, and we just kept plugging away until it happened. The first show that I did this year was the Michigan Roar show, um, where I took second out of seven guys in men's physique in my class. It was very competitive, and the guy that won you know, deserved it. He was great, too. Um, then I did the Chi-Town Showdown, where um, I believe I took third out of six in my class. Um, the guy that beat me for second place got a point more than I did. Again, it was very close, and the guy that won the overall was awesome. Um, props to him. He did great. Um, then we ended up going up to the uh, NGA USA's, where I won the men's physique overall, but unfortunately there was one last pro, pro qualifier. 
only had four. Um, so I didn't get my pro card for that. However, I won my class in men's classics, um, but not the overall. So that was my third for the summer. Uh, then it took July and just kind of trained hard, got back on the diet and really refocused uh, before I did the P for P show up in Wisconsin Dells. And it was that was a blast. I mean, honestly, that was the most fun show that I've done. So the venue at the Dells was incredible. Um, Joe Manning that, that promoted it did a great job um, for the first time that they've held this show. Um, the stage was great. The atmosphere was great. It was just a great show. Um, no complaints about that whatsoever. Um, at that show, I, I won my class for men's physique and lost the overall uh, to a kid named Josh, who's a great guy um, that I've been friends with since the Shy Town, because uh, he competed in that with me a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And then I ended up beating Josh in Classic Physique, uh, where I got my pro card in Classic. Um, but the goal had always been to get it in men's physique, so I ended up doing a show the next week, which is totally unplanned, and it was in Illinois. It was close. It was in Oak Brook, which is 15 minutes from where I live. And uh, there were eight guys in that class. That was probably that was the, probably the biggest men's physique class I've been in um, yeah. in the past three years. And I ended up taking that to get my men's physique pro card. And that was an OCB show. I had never competed in the OCB show. It was a first-year show. Um, the promoter's name was Lauren. He did a great job, too. It was a little little venue. But, um, but yeah, so that, that's been my year. And it's it's been a struggle. It's been a grind. But, you know, I just said I'm going to keep plugging away. I know I'm knocking on the door for this pro card. And I, I just knew I just had to keep doing it until it happened. And so I was blessed to to get not one but two in the last two shows that I did. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not doing any more shows until next fall. Um, I'm going to go into a good long offseason, at least eight months to uh, rebuild and grow and uh, then I'll be choosing with my uh, my coach, Kimmy Arnone. We're going to figure out what, what pro show we're going to debut at in the fall of next year. Well, you know, aside from uh, Natural Mama, Kimmy Arnone, you've had <laughs> a lot of good people that, that have been basically keeping you going because, you know, it, it's not easy to be coming in second or third place continuously because, you know, mentally yeah. you're always asking. Ted and I have both talked about this, you know, off the air. When we're talking amongst each other, ourselves. It's like, okay, what do we need to improve? Because this is the question you always ask. Well, I'm not winning. Why am I not winning? And if you, you ask the judges right. and you're getting feedback, and then you have to also deal with the fact that, you know, okay, can I improve in that? Or, you know, what if this is the best I can look, then what do I need to improve on to make that happen? And now you've got year after year after year. How did you stay mentally focused to where it didn't derail you? To where you know, because I've seen a lot of good competitors fall apart simply because they didn't win when they sure. thought they should have won, and then they blast sure. everybody on every social platform and and just give up. Yeah. You didn't do that. You found a way. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I'm thankful that you know, I grew up. Again, like I said, playing tennis, and I was, you know, a nationally ranked player. I was, I was very good, and I had to deal with losing uh, all growing up and playing. So, like, losing is a part of sports, and like, you, you got to be a good loser, and you got to learn from it, and give yourself an opportunity the next time you you play or compete to to win. So, for me, you know, I knew that this was going to be a long road. I never thought that I would get my pro card in the first year or two I competed just because I knew I wasn't big enough. I was I was a tennis player that tried to become a bodybuilder. It's not going to happen overnight, especially naturally. I knew that was going to take years for me to grow into a physique that would be possibly worthy of getting a pro card. Um, so, you know, when I switched over to men's physique, the feedback that I got was I needed to bring my chest up, like my upper chest needed to improve. So that year, really killed chest, you know, training it twice a week. And the next year I did shows, and the feedback was, wow, your chest really came up and improved. 
So now your back needs to come up. So then we really emphasized back. We were doing back two days a week. We were deadlifting twice a week. Um, you know, we killed that. And then the next show, my feedback was, oh, you're, we got to get your abs denser. We got to get more thickness. So, you know, Coach and I were like, oh, we got to do more weighted ab exercises. You know, there's there's always, you know, there's always going to be feedback. And then you're always, it's just how you take it. Like, I always took it constructively because I know that, you know, you're, every year you can improve on something. You know, I, I don't care if you're a pro or you're the best. Like, there's always something you can do to get better. And I think you got to have that mentality. Like you said, some people, when they lose and they think they should win, well, you know, yeah, it is a little bit of a subjective sport, which is tough. Some people have have trouble dealing with that subjectivity. But, I mean, I, I, I think your goal should be to bring a package to the stage where it's, there's no question who should lose the best, you know? And if there is a question, then the judges are going to have to figure that out. And that really means that maybe you didn't come in conditioned enough. Maybe you didn't bring up the body part or two that you needed to bring up. And, you know, I feel like, for example, this year at the Chi-Town Showdown, I really thought I bought brought my best package. And the guy that won the overall just looked like an awesome and physique competitor. And he deserved it. And it was nothing against me. I mean, I got the feedback from the judges was, you looked the best you'd ever look. He was just, he was just great. And I was just like, okay. And I had to deal with that, you know. That was yeah. a constructive criticism. Like, you looked great. And actually, the, the Tom Cush, who was uh, one of the judges there, he was like, Matt, you know, you actually put on so much muscle, you should try going in the classic physique, which I never really thought about doing. And, you know, two months later, I get my classic physique pro card for winning my class at the D for P, you know? So sometimes you, you got to try different things. It's like one thing's not working or maybe it's not your time for that. And, you know, exactly. it ended up being my time for classic and, you know, it, it worked. So, you know, your body's always changing. I mean, that's the thing. Like every year I look a little different and that should be the goal that every, you know, every off season you put in work, you bring up things you need to bring up and then it's just, you know, getting that conditioning on point for when you step on stage to show off all the all the work you did. Yeah, and that's it. And you know, and that is such a great attitude to have because it is easy to get down on yourself um, if you don't come in, you know, in the placings the way that you want to, and especially if it's year after year after year, you know, because sometimes athletes you see them step on stage their first show, and lo and behold, they've got their pro card. And you're standing there, or at least in my case, you know, you've been competing for three years and still haven't earned your pro card yet. But when it's your time, it's your time. And as Kaylin and I have said many times in the past, you know, you just never know who's going to show up to a show and what they're going to bring at that particular show. So, I, you know, it's refreshing to hear that, you know, the judge said, hey, Matt, you know, you've looked the best that you've ever looked. And you're right, you do have to be satisfied with that, but that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, stay in that place. You just keep moving, grinding, and competing, and then you never know what's going to happen the next time around. So that's awesome. Now, I didn't see you at Chi-Town Showdown, but I did see you at P4P Undefeated, and I did see you at the OCB Skyview Classic. You look amazing at both shows. Now, at the OCB Skyview Classic, though, it was your mom's birthday, and she was there to be able to celebrate with you. I mean, how great was that, that your mom was able to be there to see you get the pro card in the class that you were really striving for? Yeah, I mean, it was perfect. It was just like the stars aligned for, for that moment to happen. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a saying, everything happens for a reason. You know, maybe it was meant to be that I didn't get – my men's physique pro card at the other shows this year so that when my mom could actually come to it, that was the time it was going to happen. So, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, my mom is, you know, my, my biggest supporter, and, you know, she, her being there on her birthday and then winning, and me winning for her was, it was special. Definitely, you know, something I'll, I'll, I'll cherish and, and never forget. Um, yeah, I just, like you said, everything happens 
for, like I said, everything happens for a reason, but, you know, and you just never know who's going to show up, you know. Other yep. shows that I, I, I did this year, I, I think I brought great packages to every show, you know, that day. I just, of everyone that showed up, I had the best package that day, and, and, and it worked out. So going back to real quick to what you said before about, like, people getting upset about not getting their pro card, I feel like those people sometimes, like, the pro card is their end goal. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. get my pro card. And so that mentality is different than mine. Like, I, I've never wanted to get a pro card just to get it. Like, that's just, just, that's just a part of the journey. Like, I want to compete as a pro and be successful as a pro. It's not like, oh, I got my pro card. I'm done now. Like, no. Like, this is, you know, enjoying the whole journey of this, the journey doesn't stop at your pro card. And I, and I think for a lot of people, it does. That's just too bad because they build that physique and they work so hard to get their pro card and then they don't use it, you know? So for me, I'm so happy about getting it, but this is just, you know, this is like the third inning or the fourth inning of the nine inning game. Like I hope to for another 10 years, you know? So Mm -hmm. this isn't isn't the end game by any means. And I think, that kind of perspective is what keeps the sports fresh and exciting for people too. I mean, everybody has a different why of what they do, what they do. But if you look at it from that angle, I mean, there really is no end to what you can accomplish because, you know, it's just progressive. It doesn't have a finite end to it. So I think that's awesome. Kaylin, did you have some thoughts there? Yeah. um, I I wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, as as naturals, we can compete as long as we want to. And that's the beauty yep. of being a natural athlete is that there's no, like you said, there's no end game to it. You Until you die, basically, you can be on stage competing as long as you're willing to do the work and address the needs for improvement. And I think I, I love when Matt's talking like he, like he does because I know him and I know he's being, being sincere when he's saying <laughs> So it's not just, uh, you know, being an international group of listeners. He's saying what he's saying from the heart because his basically this conversation that's happened between him and I many years, many times when we see each other because it's, it's always been you know what are we going to do next? What how is it going to improve the sport? How are we going to be doing things? You know, always looking into the future with the understanding that there is a future of natural bodybuilding. So you know, it's it's beautiful to hear and it's definitely refreshing, especially you know considering that there's so much potential for. Uh, natural bodybuilding and how it can affect people's lives and in, the, in their families. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. And just to interject real quick to the point about, you know, Kaylin saying you can compete as long as you want to, um, you know, we've got three great examples that I just posted, and even though I'm a little bit behind in posting, but they're still out there from um, John Abraham's Heart of America. I mean, we have an interview out there with Ron Mango, who was the uh, – 60-plus bodybuilding winner. We had Rusty Batty, who was the 50-plus bodybuilding winner. And, of course, we have Ernestine Shepard that's out there that's 80-plus, and she's still getting on stage, doing push-ups, motivating people, walking around in her little sequin hat and heels and everything else that she does, and she's just rocking it. And her whole goal, if you watch the interview, is she just wants to motivate people to be healthy. I mean, that's her thing. And she's doing a heck of a, a good job of it. So, I mean, you know, Kaylin is right. As long as you're you're willing and able and your mind is hanging in there with you, you can compete in bodybuilding as long as you want to. But I digress. Yeah, I mean, like, back like, my buddy Lee Kirk, like, yeah, like my buddy Lee Kirkwood, I've seen the two shows this year. I mean, yep. Lee's awesome. Like, he, he, he's still rocking it. And he's and it's it's motivating for him. It keeps him working out. Like we we share laughs all the time when when we see each other. Just he's a, he's a great guy. He's also a pro. Loves competing. And like you said, he can do it as long as you want to. Like as long as you're willing to stay healthy, put in the work in the gym to maintain your your physique. You know, you, you just you can go for for as long as you want to. It's great. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. So, uh, and with that, though, i got to transition because, Matt, we've got some questions piling up here. This one is from Jake, 
And he's uh, he's saying, Matt sounds like a tweener. <laughs> You're stuck between two classes. Um, when will you decide, to, where will you decide to make your home, Matt? Is it going to be physique or is it going to be men's classic physique? What do you think? Well, we're going to see how this off season goes. When I start prepping for a pro show, I'm pretty sure the show is going to have both pro men's physique and pro classic. That's when we'll have to make the decision as we're kind of working our way towards peak week, how my physique is shaping up as to which category myself and my coach feel like I will do the best in. So we're, we're, you know, we're training to bring up some, some weak points. And again, we're just going to see how, how the off season progresses. Um, I don't really want to say more than that. I, I honestly don't know. I wasn't anticipating being in this position, so, you know, I just thought it would be a men's physique pro card that I would get. But now that I've got both, and yeah, it's good. we'll have to figure that out. You know, I, I love the posing in classic. That is very fun for me. Don't get me wrong. But like you said, for men's physique, that was the original goal. So I, I know I'm kind of tiptoeing around the answer, but we're just going to have to see how, how off-season no. goes. And then when I start cutting again, what what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yep, and that's fair. I mean, and that's totally fair. Our next question here yeah. is from Sheldon. He's like, Matt, when you finally heard your name called as first place uh, for your pro card in men's physique, what went through your mind after not winning for so long? I, I mean, <laughs> bliss. Like, I, I don't know. There's no other word for it. Like, I just felt so overwhelmingly happy. Like, all the work has paid off to get me to reach my goal. Like, you know, like, like this whole talk has been about in this, in this cast, like, you know, when you come in second or third so many times, or you win your overall, but there's not enough guys to get the pro card. It, it mentally is very challenging. And so just the fact that, you know, I was resilient and just kept pushing and, 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 and grinding it out until it happened. Like I just felt so happy. Like it, it was just complete bliss. That's awesome. Debbie's going to tag on to that, and she wants to know, um, with your mom being in the crowd at the show at the OCB Skype Classic, did that put any more pressure on you than normal? You know, not really, just because I just felt like it would only be a bonus if I could win. I was happy that she could just actually see me compete and see mm-hmm. like what I, all the work that I've done, like what, what I was working toward and, and what I was able to produce. I mean, cause I mean, she's seen me since I was, you know, a tennis player. She knows how <laughs> scrawny and skinny that I was back in the day. So like for her to see me compete at something completely different than what I used to compete at, in front of her when I would play, it was just, it was just super special. Um, you know, it was icing on the cake really for me to win. Cause I mean, even if I would have got second or third or whatever, I would have placed, you know, just to compete on her birthday in front of her and it would, it would have still been special. You know, and I totally can relate to it. I mean, I don't know. And Kayla and I know you've experienced this too. There's just something about, I don't know if it's parents or if it's just moms, but there's just something about having your mom in the audience when you compete. And it doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, I'm grown. I started competing when I was 39. So I am. But it was still just my mom has been able to come to only see one show, although she's always my biggest fan, always. But it was just really special to have her there. And I know, Kaylin, I remember you talking about when your mom and pastor finally got to see you compete and what a special Mm -hmm. moment that was for you also. I mean, there's just something about it. Yeah, Yeah, you're not even kidding. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say, yeah, there's something special about mom, you know, mom being there. Um, When I first started competing six years ago, my dad would come too, um, and the very last show he saw me at, because um, unfortunately my dad passed away four years ago, the very last show he came to, I, I did open bodybuilding. I think I took third or fourth. And he said to me, he goes, 
you've improved, but it's going to take a lot of hard work for you to get your pro card because some of these guys that are on stage that you're next to are beasts. And that stuck with me because it wasn't that he said, like, I couldn't do it, but he was like, you know, it's going to take everything you got to be able to have a chance to get your pro card. So for me, finally getting that, it was just kind of like, it was like a realization that, like, he was absolutely right. Because I feel like I put 100% of what I had over the last three or four years into trying to accomplish this goal. So even though, like, he wasn't there, like, he was too. Um, mm-hmm. Because this was something that I had talked about with him wanting to do. And he just was like, yeah, you can do it. You can do anything. But it's going to take a hell of a lot of work. And it did. <laughs> But, yeah, go ahead, Caleb. What were you going to say? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No. This this parallels what I was saying, I mean, basically how you were talking, because, you know, my pastor, that was the last thing that he was able to do with me before he had passed on, and he really wanted to make that that trip to see it. And, you know, now it means even more than what it did that day. But I was just so honored that, you know, they'd want to check out that part of my life and, I just remember, like, the first lady of the church saying, you know, hey, I, I just want to know how you get those muscles on your neck to do that. Because she just couldn't <laughs> see it standing. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's one thing in, in, in normal lighting to see a, a, a natural physique. But on stage with the proper lighting and the proper tan, you get to see everything. And they were just blown away. You know, like, they, they felt that they wished they'd come to the show sooner. Because up until then, I was just, uh, my, uh, you know, for mom, I was just her, her son out there in Speedos. And then for, for Matthew, like, I really don't know if I'll feel comfortable in that environment because everybody's basically half naked. But when you, when you know, yep. the natural environment and the natural community, it, it takes away the, the lewdness or the vulgarity or any kind of immorality. It's basically people showing their physiques as best they know how. And it yeah. just doesn't require clothing to do that. And then, and when when you know your pastor can see that you're not being a sinner, I guess the best way to say it, you're not degrading the church or the or God in any way. It really opened his eyes. And you know, he, I remember him saying that to me on the way out. You know, I wish I had come sooner because now I get it. And you know, it, and this is what you know we're basically been trying to show the rest of the world that we're not out there with big egos and, you know, kicking people out of the gym because we got to strut our stuff in the gym and, and do the ILS walk or the, 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 the beanie pole leg walk. We don't have to do any of that. We're just showing, you know, all the hard work that we've done from the people that have taught and supported us in the best way how. And parents, thankfully, are, are a big force behind our understanding and how we've basically been raised to think and it's just shines when they can show up and be a part of that. Yes? Nope. I think you guys have got it. I'm going to turn the uh, questioning back around to uh, Matt. Um, John is uh, heating up the the uh, communication lines with us tonight. He says, men's physique has grown leaps and bounds and seems to be doubling the numbers of male bodybuilders. Does that make it more challenging to come in better and better each year in each show? You know, that's a good point. I mean, I feel that men's physique is a good starting point for a lot of natural bodybuilders to kind of get their feet wet. And then I feel like you can progress from that as your body grows into classic or into bodybuilding. Um, So it it definitely makes the group bigger, more competitive. Um, All the shows that I did pretty much this year, men's physique classes were were big. Um, So I definitely agree with that statement. Um, But, yeah, it makes it harder. I mean, it's... The more that people that are on stage, you know, the harder it is for you to win. You know, there's there's yep. there's no doubt about that. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's tough. Men's, men's physique is tough. There's a lot of men's physique competitors. Um, but I, like I said, I also think it's a starting point. So some people that start in men's physique, 
you know, as their body grows, they're not going to compete men's physique anymore. I mean, for me, I love men's physique. I love the look of it. I love, you know, the stage presence that you bring, um, the conditioning that you bring. But, you know, in three years, if my body continues to grow and progress, you know, God forbid, maybe I might be too big for men's physique and just have to do classic, you know, which would be fine. Like, that's great. I'll, I'll be fine with that. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. But, yeah, men's physique is a, is, a, is a great way to start the sport. I feel like that's a great entry-level category for some competitors who might, you know, might get too nervous to hit all the bodybuilding poses and, and want to just do a show for the first time to maybe, you know, get their feet wet so to speak. So, so yeah. Kaylin? Yeah. Well, what I wanted to say is um, when, you, when you're talking about uh, the, the classes, you know, numbers are, are great, and it's nice to hear, but, I mean, men's physique lately, I mean, the, 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 the physique guys are coming in phenomenally. I mean, just yep. heads and shoulders like better than two years ago. And I'm telling you, it could be three people. It, it doesn't, the numbers wouldn't have to be big. These guys are bringing their A game to the biggest and the smallest shows. And it ain't no yep. joke. I mean, there's times in, in the judges' seat, and, and Des and I have both sat there, where it's a really tough call. I mean, like, uh, you know, people used to joke about the different classes because they weren't uh, bodybuilding or women's bodybuilding. Now, I mean, you're seeing some phenomenal physiques. And when they talk about presentation, where bodybuilding basically is a, a certain look, there has to be a presentation to both bikini and to men's physique. So you can have a great-looking physique, but if you don't do the presentation part of it, then that doesn't help your score. And so, you know, there's so much that goes into the growth of uh, natural bodybuilding. And it's a welcome addition when you have people that can hold their own in the class that they represent the best for their physique. And uh, men's physique is doing a great and phenomenal job with that, whether the numbers be five, ten, or sometimes I've seen 20 people on stage, and they had to split the groups uh, three ways. So, you know, it's, it's a lot that's going on in the, in, the, in the community, but one of the best things is the growth in a positive way, and men's physique has been a welcome addition to that. And Matt, I have to be honest. It, it would be it would be a big loss with uh, the way you present yourself on stage and how you just own it for you to basically have to transition out of it. I know it could happen, but I'm telling you, as, sure. as a as a fan of sport, it, it would be a tough loss for for men's physique for that to happen. Well, I'll, I will try to stay in it as long as as long as I can. You know that. But good to your point about it being so competitive. Yeah, it was. Like, when you were with me at the P for P, like, the three guys that won our class for men's physique, they had us up there posing for almost 15 minutes to figure out who was going to win because all three of us looked so good. Like, they had trouble deciding. So, yeah, you're right about how competitive it is. And it was the same thing for the Chi-Town this year. They had the, the three uh, three different height class winners or weight class winners they were up there for a while because the judges had a tough time figuring out who was the best because it was so competitive. So to I totally agree with what you're saying, that the top men's physique competitors this year really brought it. It, 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 was, it, was, it was very tough this year. Yeah, and it, I mean, and it, you know, if I've said this once, I've said this a hundred times, men's physique is the equivalent to women's bikini, and it continues to grow by leaps and bounds. And as the sport continues to get more comfortable with these newer classes like bikini and men's physique, the, just the, the expectation just continues to grow from the kinds of athletes they expect to see in those classes. So it really is just amazing. Now, just a quick point of clarification, Linda, she's getting a little confused. She thinks we're saying men's physique and men's physique is bodybuilding. I think what you might be missing in there, Linda, is men's physique okay, is one category, and men's classic physique is a, a, is another. So if you look in the pecking order of the classes, you're going to have men's physique, and then you can bump up to men's classic physique, which is 
closer to the bodybuilding category. And then the next stage up after men's classic physique is full-grown bodybuilding. So, you know, that one word in there can make a big difference as far as the class that you're looking at and the criteria that you're looking at. So, Kaylin and Matt, I'll start with Kaylin. Why don't you go ahead and just provide a little bit of a clarification between what judges are looking for of the two categories between men's physique and men's classic physique? Okay, so men's classic physique is basically the old school bodybuilding version of, you know, great posing, um, basically the, the, the art of, you know, complete polished posing, a look that basically defines an era, you know, basically a throwback. And it's a very it's designed basically to you know bring back the the time when people basically had to do a presentation as well as as a look. I think bodybuilding kind of stagnated to a point when people just wanted to get on stage, do their poses, and leave. There, you know, the the, the growth of the sport was basically done off of presentation with people showing their best as their best by doing, you know, the poses that basically accentuated every part of the muscle, all the fibers, everything that was uh, uh, the beauty of, of everything, instead of basically just a hard nose, grind it out, kind of tiger out, rip your head off look with the with crab most muscular. You know, th- those poses are mandatory, yes, but there's also the, the design of basically being appealing to the audience and basically bringing the audience into the show itself. Uh, men's physique is a, an even better version of what I just said because of how I said with the presentation, there's a lot of stage and appeal that basically draws the judges as well as the audience into that. And it's it's, it's nice to see because it, you, you're not, uh, it's almost like you're not scaring the audience away where the men's bodybuilders are just big, tough, and, you know, and having their own but uh, the men's classic physique is more of a throwback to the days where you had to do a, a presentation. And I think Matt holds well in both of those because, he's, like I said, he's got a stage presence on his own. And then he also has the appeal to basically pull off the poses in the way that they're designed to look. And, you know, for men's classic physique, it's, it's basically part of a bigger, uh, you know, just a bigger – men's physique bag with, uh, with well, I guess, tighter shorts, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, and bigger legs, and, and, and more, in the, more in the quad and ham area, too. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, no, I just, just I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, the, for men's physique, it's, uh, what I've been told from judges after shows, it's stage presence, it's your V-taper, it's your abdominals, you know, big shoulders, solid arms, solid chest. It's, it's just basically, you know, having a, a, a great upper body with great conditioning and, and great abs. You know, with there's there's quarter turns, kind of like bikini, you know, same idea with the presentation that you give. Um, but then with, with classic physique, you know, you're hitting a front double by, back double by, you're hitting a side chest, you're sh- doing abdominal poses, and and then you get to show a lot of times your favorite classic poses, and that's how you're that's how you're judged, which is is you know it's just a little bit different. It's definitely more about muscle and 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 legs, obviously. Like the 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 board shorts you wear, men's physique basically cover you from your waist to your kneecap, where in classic the the little black shorts that you wear. You know, it just shows off almost all of your legs. So if if you're um, if you have not developed your legs, it's going to show in in classic, and you're going to get you know marked down for that. All right, there you have it. So Linda, I hope that clarifies uh, things a little bit for you. Um, this next question is from Jalisa, and this is for both uh, Matt and Kaylin. Um, she says, I've heard Kaylin speak well of Kimmy Arnone, and I have heard Joe Perez speak well of her when he, when he was on the show. How big is that lady in the Midwest? The biggest. <laughs> 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 you know, for me, real quick, I mean, Kimmy, 
you know, came in at a point in my journey where I needed someone to, you know, kind of help me direct the ship of where I needed to go with my bodybuilding. And when I met her through uh, Joe Prez, because I talked to Joe as the promoter for the Shy Town, and I said, hey, you know, I've been doing bodybuilding. I've been getting third or fourth. Like, I'm thinking about maybe doing men's physique. Who do you suggest? And before I could even finish the word suggest, Kimmy Arnone. I said, oh, yeah. okay, great. So I contacted Kimmy, and we met. And, you know, she's very, very specific about who she'll work with. I mean, she doesn't just work with everybody. Um, she's very selective. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very blessed and privileged that she said, okay, yeah, I'll take you on and, and let's do this. And every, I've been with her for three years now, and I've improved every year. We're a great team. She's an unbelievable person and coach, and I can't say enough about her. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be where I am without her help and her coaching. My turn. Yeah, yep, go for it, Kevin. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, I, I would say, you know, good, good things come in small packages. And she is <laughs> a little bitty woman. And I'll never forget when I was getting ready for posing and everybody was seeing me at the gym leaning out and, you know, this, this, uh, this big guy getting ready for his first show. And then they see Kimmy just scrambling in to get me ready for the poses. And they see this big guy listening to this little bitty woman. And I'm telling you, she speaks much bigger than she stands because she is just phenomenal with how she does posing. She's very gifted with how she can relate to each individual in their own unique way. But also, she only works with people that are willing to improve the sport. I must emphasize that because a lot of people don't understand why they basically don't get the golden ticket of being chosen to, you know, work with Kimmy. And it's because they either have an ego issue, they have a prideful issue, or they have something that's going to take away from the sport. And she can see that as clear as day, and she'll embarrass you if you keep calling her out asking why. So, you know, be mindful of that if you're going to ask or reach out to her because uh, she's very frank as well. And she's a gym owner, so she's had to uh, speak her mind on many occasions, and she's very comfortable doing so to the biggest and to the smallest. She is a gym, not a G-Y-M, but a G-E-M, because what she does is always find the best in you. And, and, you know, that's that's rare, that's a gift, and she's found how to do that, and she does it well. And just for how she's able to reach and get people together to support the, the sport and the industry is just amazing. It's nothing short of amazing to watch her doing her best and being her best around the best, and she just finds a way to stand out, and she can just compel people to give that extra inch or go that extra mile to make sure that they look their best on stage. And that's not an easy feat, especially since all of us have been through prep. We know those dark days, and she can still find a way to get you to do your best. That is in, in itself is amazing, and I'm just so happy to have it. Yes? Yep. All right. And there you have it. Okay. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing that. Breathe. Breathe deep. we got about 10 minutes yep. left and a couple more questions to get through. This one is from Sheila. She's saying, how can you guys be so competitive on stage and then such good friends off stage? Matt, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, we're all on the same, we're all in the same journey, just in different places. Um, so yeah. all the guys that I've, I've met in doing shows and meeting Kaylin, like we all are in this for ourselves, but like, Kaylin said, we're all in this also to grow the sport. And, you know, it would be counterintuitive to not become friends or support other competitors if you wanted to grow the sport. Like, I can't tell you, you know, how many shows that I've done where, you know, you're backstage with the other competitors and you're sharing each other's Instagrams and Facebooks so that you can support each other on social media. 
And, you know, even on stage, like, no matter what I would place, I would always congratulate everyone on stage because everyone works so hard and everyone's trying to win. Yeah. And, you know, there's only yeah. going to be one winner. So, you know, mm-hmm. so you got to have good sportsmanship, and, and, and that only is going to help grow the sport. Are there some friendly rivalries? Absolutely. But, like, you're on stage, you do the best you can, and at the end of the day, you know, you're still going to be buds, you're still going to be friends and still support each other. So that's how I feel. So true. Awesome. Kaylin? So very. Well, you know, it, 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 it's a process, and it's really hard at times. And anyone that's gone that road understands the road you've taken, and there's a respect and there's a pre, an, an appreciation for you, what you've done. And it takes a lot. I mean, like, you hear people say, you know, it doesn't, what do you have to do? To, I was like, there's, there's day in, day out for one day. You know, I've, every other sport I've done, you, you, you could almost come back uh, a day later and get in practice and have, you know, that time recover and recoup mentally. And bodybuilding, you're doing like a whole season for one day. It's just the opposite of everything yep. else where you, you get another chance uh, or, or, you know, you've got a team involved. This is an, uh, it's a team that supports you, but it's an individual on stage. And it's, it takes a different mentality because you take the hit because you're the only one that's seen. But when you realize the people that are involved in it, you know, sometimes it can be more of a letdown because you realize you let them down. And that's a tough blow for that, that amount of time and that, that time that's involved. And everybody on stage is going through that exact same process. So we know how that person feels that doesn't win because we've been that person that didn't win at times in our stage yep. career. It's not an easy road, and no one wants to see anybody fall apart because, hey, we're all family at the end of the day. We all went through the same process. We all stepped in the same gyms, and we all did the same work. It's just that somebody had, like Matt was saying earlier, somebody looked better. As good as we might look as individuals, somebody looks better than all the other individuals. It has to happen. That's why there's first places and, 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 and then the rest. At the end of the day, that's how it feels, and we all have been there. And with that kind of shared mentality, it's hard to be mad at somebody that struggled every day just like you. Yes? Yep. 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 I mean, I I couldn't have said it any better or add anything else to it, so I'm just going to say, and there you have it on that one. Our next question is a follow-up from Sheila as well, and she's asking, doesn't Lee Kirkwood compete in men's physique against Matt and bodybuilding against Kalen? I have heard Kalen speak well of him, and now tonight I heard Matt speaking well of him. And, Sheila, you would be correct. Traditionally, Lee Kirkwood has competed in the bodybuilding category, but uh, just this year he has transitioned more into men's physique. And Big dog. You know, yep, Lee, yep, big dog style Kirkwood. And it usually, that transition usually doesn't happen in that direction to go, you know, from bodybuilding um, over to physique. But in this instance, for Lee's particular body type and frame, I think it's a really good fit for him, and he's been rocking it. Um, So, yeah, you've seen him in both. Um, but I think, you know, just in talking with him at competitions earlier this year that he's really enjoying men's physique, and that, that might be his home for a while. Um, Matt, Kalen, you two have any other insights on Lee that you can share on this front? Oh, yes. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I've seen Lee twice this year. Um, I saw him at the Chi-Town showdown, and then I saw him at the P4P uh, NGA show. And, yeah, he was, he was in men's physique. And, he, you know, he's, he, has a, he has a body type where he gets really lean. So for bodybuilding, all his muscles show. Like, he, he, has, he, he gets great positioning. Um, and for men's physique, he's got a, he's got a great V taper in his physique, too. So he, he's got a 
he's got a body that's versatile. So I can see him. Obviously, he competes in both, and he he does well in both. He uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's good. Yeah. Um. What I what I would say is, is Lee. He's one of those personalities where even if he didn't do well, he still presented himself well. And he's just got one of those uh, personas that just transcends the state. And it's really fun to watch him. Uh, as a fan of the sport, it's it's great to see him on stage because he definitely takes his time to own it. And I don't care yep. who he's competing against, he's out there being Lee Kirkwood, big dog. And no one can take that from him. That guy is a personality in himself. That. Nope, and there you have it. So, you know, we, we, we've had Lee on the show before, Kayla. I wasn't able to be on that show, but we're about to in the archives. If someone wants to go back and uh, just learn more about him, where can they find that? Or where should they be looking in the archives? Oh, well, that would be last year's, um, I think it was a little bit after the shy town. A little bit after okay, the shy town. Okay, so probably yeah. like in May or June of 2017. Yes. So. Check it out there. Look for Lee Kirkwood and uh, take a listen to that show. But in the meantime, Matt McClure, we are wrapping up your show, dude. This one was all about you and your journey. But we're at the part where it's time to uh, share a little bit of love and give shout-outs to anyone and everyone that's been there with you on this journey thus far. So I'd like to turn the floor over to you to go ahead and do that. Cool. Well, again, thank you guys for inviting me on. It was uh it was a surprise, and uh, I thought this hour was great. Um, I'm very blessed to, to have you guys reach out. Um, I mean, first and foremost, got to thank my mom, which we talked about already. Um, you know, having her support me on this journey has been, you know, made it very, very special. Um, my coach, um, she's, you know, she saw something three years out in me that I didn't necessarily see. And I worked my butt off to try to achieve that, and I think I did. So, um, you know, Kaylin said a lot of things that I would just, you know, piggyback on with how great a person she is and and, and all the accolades that, that she brings, all the, you know, she's brought a lot of positivity to me, and she's very motivating and um, just it really has helped me to, to persevere through some of the, the close calls of, of almost – you know, winning shows or getting my pro card. Um, you know, I've been blessed to be uh, a BPI athlete for the past two years. So BPI has definitely uh, helped me with my supplementation, my protein and, and pre-workouts and, and aminos and things like that. Um, um, I think my, my girlfriend, Michelle, she actually competed with me um, twice this year in bikini, she got her feet wet in the natural bodybuilding uh, arena, and she works out with me uh, almost every day. And uh, we push each other in the gym, and also it's very motivating to have, um, you know, a, a girlfriend that totally supports what you do and wants me to achieve my goals, and you know, works out with me, and and it has a very similar healthy lifestyle that, that I have. Um, so thanks to Michelle too. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, I will say the last person that I want to really thank is, is the guy that got me to compete for the first time. Um, when I first started lifting at the export in Darien, um, there was a pro bodybuilder there that I, I didn't know about, um, that he kind of took me under his wing and, taught me just the basics of lifting and, 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 you know, a little bit about dieting and whatnot. And he actually suggested to compete as a natural bodybuilder, um, which I'd never thought to do because I really didn't think I was ready to go on stage or thought that I'd done enough, but it, it made me hungry to get better once I stepped on stage. Cause I, the first two shows I placed six, I missed the top five buy a spot to get a trophy, which at the time was, you know, was kind of my goal was to place top five. Um, and that guy was, was John Hanson. Um, he's been in Florida for a number of years now, but you know, the first step of the bodybuilding journey that I took was, was cause, uh, was cause I have, 
Um, and he, uh, yeah, he just showed me the ropes and got me started um, and got me introduced to the sport. And then once I got really serious about it, I mean, it's been all Kimmy. It's just Kimmy's been, you know, my rock for, for three years. And my physique has changed more with her in the past three years than all of my lifting no doubt um and also my mentality too my mentality about i'm just going to do you know these shows for fun and, and be, have it be part of my lifestyle being healthy and giving me a goal to work toward each year to keep me going to the gym and keep me eating healthy too wow i can actually be a pro and, and and be you know a force to be reckoned with when i step on stage so my mindset's changed because of her and i'm really excited to work with her this year in the off season and make some quality natural gains in the gym and be able to step on stage and compete as a pro and hopefully be in the mix to win. So, so thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you having me on. And um, again, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. If you guys have any questions for me, you know, you can look me up. Uh, my Instagram is Natty Pro Maddie. Uh, and then uh, my yeah. Facebook's just, you know, my name is Matthew McClure. So you're more than welcome to hit me up on those social media sites. And if you have any questions, I'd be happy to help you guys. So Awesome. Awesome. Thank well, thanks so much, really Matt. It. And I definitely love the last word on that. Make some great gains in the off season naturally. Key season being naturally. Yep, that's the only way to do it. So we'll be watching you do it, yeah. and best of luck to you, and we'll see what you've got to bring to the stage in 2019. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Woo! Natty Pro Maddie. I like it. <laughs> yeah. You could be Natty Pro Patty for the Patterson. Oh, my goodness. We can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. What do you guys think? A new hashtag, Natty Pro Patty? Short for the O'Kellen of the O. Patterson clan? There we go. Patty, I like there that. There we Natty. go. There we go. So, you know, great story, great guy. I've enjoyed getting to know him more over this year. And, um, you know, I have seen him in the past, but didn't really put two and two together that that's that we had met before um, until just recently. And he really has made a lot of great strides, and it's you great know, to see that I, consistency. We we see each other at different venues and shows all the time, but we don't recognize each other with clothes on, and it's so funny. <laughs> you know, but I do appreciate the point that you brought up, too, that, you know, when you are in the in the industry, when you are an athlete, it really is about the physique for what you can do with it and not so much a, you know, lustful venue just trying to show off that you have a body. Um, yes, yes, you are showing off that you have a body, but it's the work that you've done with the body, and it's it's more about the muscle than it is anything else. I do appreciate that aspect of it. Not everybody understands that because they think it's all just a flesh show. And it really all depends on how you're going to look at it. If that's the frame of mind, you're going to look at a bodybuilder, then yes, that's what you're going to take away from it. But if you are a fan, if you understand what goes into it, um, just the sacrifice, the work, and the mental attitude, and just, you know, the whole the whole ball of wax, then you're you're not going to look at an athlete in that same light. I mean, that's what I explain to people all the time. I mean, yes, we're walking around in bikinis and little posing suits and everything skin tight, but for pretty much everyone, and maybe not 100%, but most athletes that I talk to or I, that I know, the only thing that we're thinking about when we look at someone else is their muscles look full, they look flat, they could be a little leaner, you know, all of those kinds of things are going in our head, through our heads, not like, man, he or she's just like smoking. I mean, that's that's just not yeah. there. Um, or at least it's not for me. And I know it's not for a lot of other no, athletes no, I, too. I, so. I can concur with that 100%. And I remember just at Bible study yesterday, they were asking me because we were covering some scriptures about how, you know, Paul was talking, the Apostle Paul was talking about how people, you know, how we, we are to look at each other and treat each other. And 
And when they were looking at me, they were like, well, Kaylin, I know you You think like that. And I think, well, what makes you think that? Well, you're around these people all the time. And I said, but you have to understand I'm around these people all the time. And so that mm-hmm. physique is a physique. It's it's an appreciation for it, and I, I appreciate all the hard work. It, it's almost like if you create enough movies, if you direct enough movies, you'll understand the business and respect the work that comes from it. And so instead of people saying, you know, this is a great movie and don't realize the backstory of it, we do know the backstory, and we do know the pain, we know the hurt, we know the suffering, and we know some of the destructive things that ha- happen sometimes when you're betrayed while you're trying to prep or compete. And we've, we've spoken about this on, on shows in the past. And they still find a way to get on stage. And there's a respect that's earned. It's not given. It's earned. It's, it's rewarded from basically seeing it to the end of the day because we know thousands of people that have started our same journey quit because it didn't happen good enough, easy enough, or quick enough. And then they basically want to bash everyone else that basically fulfilled their goal and, and followed their dream to the end. It's not an easy thing. Prep is not for everyone. I tell it to everybody that com- that wants to compete. It's not for everyone. I mean, some people's mentality ensures they can't compete simply because they don't know a competitive nature. They only know winning. And if you only know winning, then you're not a competitor. And, you know, it's a lot of things that we share in that process that we can relate to to people that don't compete. There's a journey that has to happen. There's a mentality that has to be addressed. There's an understanding that this is not going to be easy and it's not for everyone. If you can do that on stage and or do that in a prep, you can help people in their lives because you understand the isolation. There's a lot of alone time, <laughs> and you know because you, basically people do not understand you for what you're doing, and they do see it as some kind of threat to them because as you improve, they're staying the same, and not too yep. many people of a good a good nature find any harm in that. But there are people that are already self-critical of themselves, self-destructive with themselves and basically self-loathing, and they will transition that to others simply because they don't want to look in the mirror. These things happen. It's not something that's wrong with people, but it's just things that happen, and and it's not for everyone. Basketball isn't for everyone. Football isn't for everyone. Volleyball isn't for everyone. It's, It's just one of those things that you find your niche and you fall into it. You know, God bless you, and, and, and we'll be happy to support you. Yes? Yep, and there you have it. So with that being said, we have run past our time. I think we can Big get enough. in a snickerdoodle shout-out. Snickerdoodle shout-out. Uh, snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate Hashtag wave. chocolate way for the win. And all you chocolate lovers out there know who you are. I have to, oh, Des, Des, I got to share this. Before oh, okay. uh, Angela, Angela went on her uh, hiatus, uh, basically getting a mental break, the one thing she said is make sure that you find a way to get a big tub of chocolate protein. So, you know, she's rubbing it in. She's rubbing it in. Yes, she is. Big <laughs> tub of chocolate protein. Not Ooh, not the little one. Angela, five pound big tub. tub. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And with that, on behalf of Matt McClure, Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, and that big tub of chocolate whey protein, your body is a temple. So let's build it.